0: Welcome or welcome back to the Yearbooking Report podcast. If this is your first go around, my name is Scott Geezy. I'm a 20-year representative for Jostens Yearbooks, also certified journalism educator through the JEA. Very honored to be that. And I'm a lifelong journalist, former broadcaster, and I like storytelling. That's one reason I'm in the yearbook business. So, welcome or again, welcome back if you've uh, checked us out before. Now, normally we talk about, you know, how to make a better yearbook and things like that, but this episode, a little different. We're going to talk about distribution day. Now, distribution day for your yearbook should be one of the biggest days on the entire school calendar. It is at some schools, but at a lot of schools, unfortunately, it's more like, well, we're going to crack the boxes open. Here's your book. Thank you very much. Goodbye. All right. That's a little bit abrupt. But you get the idea. It's not an event at all. It's just we've worked hard all year on this terrific yearbook. Now here's your copy. Beat it. Again, not quite that harsh. Instead, distribution day should be the culmination of your entire yearbook year. And with all of the work and all of the effort, all of the events, all of the people, all of the photos that you've covered and put in the book and elsewhere, shouldn't the end be something really big? And so in my case, I went to someone who does just that, and we talked to our friend Maddie Halleck. Maddie is the advisor at Bradford Area High School in Bradford, Pennsylvania, and their distribution day, which they call Barker Day, their book's called The Barker, Barker Day is a day on the calendar right near the end of the school year that everyone looks forward to, and we're going to tell you why here in just a bit. First off, we just have some general questions for Maddie, and One thing I've always found interesting over two-plus decades of working at schools is that every school is different. I mean, everything is different. Scheduling and the way various things are done and all kinds of things are different, which fascinates me. You would think a school is a school is a school. No, that's not the case. And so we began talking with Maddie on an interesting day when we were able to catch her as we eventually started talking about their big distribution day. Okay, Maddie. First off, thanks for taking the time out of your school day to uh, talk to us today.
1: No problem. Um,
0: looks like I caught you on the right day. It's a half day. Yes. The kids just left. That must feel good.
1: <laughs> well, grades are due, so oh, that's sorry. a little stressful. <laughs> but
0: now is that today?
1: Uh, no, we have a few days. But I mean, between now and Wednesday, is going to be a grading marathon. Okay. So.
0: So the good news here for folks listening on the podcast, we're not going to have kids tromping in and out of the room here. Interrupting. Uh, because they're pretty <laughs> much all gone or going home for the day. So, um, Maddie, let's start just with some basics. Tell us something about yourself. You know, What do you teach? How long have you been yearbook advisor? Maybe something about Bradford and so
1: on. Okay, so I've been teaching for six years, but I've only been advisor for three. I took over three years ago after... Um, I can go back at least three advisors where I remember um, the advisors before me and I've talked to a couple of previous advisors. And so come from a long line of great advisors, that's for sure. Um, okay. I also teach, besides yearbook class, uh, sophomore English, SAT prep. Um, in Bradford High, yearbook is a class. It's not just like an after-school activity or a club. So we have a period where we get to work on the yearbook every day.
0: Now, to be fair, Maddie and I work together, so obviously we, we know each other. And I know your predecessors. Yes. You teach English. Your predecessor taught English. I think your other predecessors all taught English. Yes. Is that? And it's interesting. Every school does this differently. Is this a Bradford rule? In order to be your book advisor, you have to teach English.
1: I think it's offered to the English teachers first. Um, but I think if none of the English teachers wanted it, then they would offer it to the whole staff to be advisor. I think it's just the English teachers naturally want to do it. Why? I think there's a lot of, it's a communication and I think that's part of English is communicating. And that's what we do with the yearbook is we communicate the memories of the year. So there's, there's definitely some things about yearbook class that I struggle with like the graphic design sometimes like Photoshop things we do have a teacher uh, Mr. Newman who does the um, drafting and graphic design classes he comes and helps us out quite a bit he would probably be my second choice if he were you know if we co-taught this or if I were ever to hand it over to somebody else he would be a great option you know graphic design teachers
0: now as an English teacher your book which is called the Barker has plenty of writing, which I, you know, from my two decades of doing this, your book has more writing than the average yearbook out there. And why is that important? Why is it important to have a lot of writing or or a good amount of writing in a book?
1: We want our yearbook to be more than just a picture book. You know, we need to explain what our organizations are about and what our organizations accomplished throughout our year Um, and what you know for instance there was several events new events that happened this year that wouldn't be able to just be explained through pictures so i think um, you know the stories are what really make a yearbook
0: now let's see i don't think your situation is unique but maybe a little bit You are a former yearbook editor from when you were in high school. So you've gone from editor to advisor. (laughs) And you're giggling. Yeah. What, What does that feel like? I mean, it seems like you've been doing yearbook forever.
1: Yeah, kind of. I mean, I didn't do it in college, but I was actually in this back room a lot during high school. And it really brings back a lot of great memories, working back here with my best friends, going out of my way to get pictures that we needed, and also maybe some panic and procrastination.
0: (laughs) Now, there's the other unique part. You've always pretty much been here. You were a student here. Yes. In other words, you didn't go to some other school somewhere. So you went from being a yearbook editor here to yearbook advisor here. What did you learn in there? I mean, some folks go to another school, they go to another town. You've been here. Does that feel funny?
1: Um, no, it actually feels really natural. I I, fa- I feel like I'm at home here. It, you know, I have my roots here. And actually, roots was our very first theme that we did when I took over the yearbook. And I just think, it. you know, it's, it's nice to... Um, I can put myself in their shoes, in my staff's shoes. I was there once, so I know exactly what they're going through, and I can sympathize with them. And um, I mean, there's I've learned a lot, don't get me wrong, in between 18 and 30 now, so there's a lot there that I can you know, kind of help them since I've learned, since I've been in their shoes.
0: Now I should know this and I don't, all the predecessors we talked about, are they all still here?
1: Um, Well, Dennis Dennis Morrisrow, he was actually my advisor when I was editor and then we had one in between us and then she's not here anymore. Is that? Dennis is.
0: Is that tough? when your predecessor is sort of like still here and did it for a long time, and now you take over?
1: Absolutely not. He's been amazing. Um, He's helped me out with a lot of little things that I didn't know the answer to. And, um, you know, he's given me heads up about things. And whenever I have, I mean, just like when he was my advisor as an editor, he was definitely a great mentor, and he still is. All
0: right, now let's talk about your group. Again, your book's called The Barker. You have The Barker Staff how every it's amazing everybody's making a yearbook but they're all different everything's somehow a little different from school to school to school how is your group organized how do you put things together how do you do this
1: oh that's a lot so i mean everybody that's watching this i'm sure you know there's photographs that have to stay organized there's business ads and parent ads that you have to keep organized Uh, book sales Um, just spreads in general trying to figure you know what do we need on this spread quotes pictures um, and how to keep all that organized i've played with different things for the last three years so photographs i think is one part of the organization that i've kind of nailed down we the way we store our photographs we have a network drive through the district and it's huge so we have thousands of pictures coming in on a weekly basis. And I really get it across during the first couple weeks of school that they have to organize these photographs a certain way in the X Drive. So they take their memory card, they plug it in, and they create a folder within our X Drive. So we have folders pre created for this year's book and then broken down into the sections organizations, academics, faculty, all the classes, interest stories. Um, And then within those folders, they create a new folder with their name, the date, the event, and then they upload the pictures to that folder. So we can easily find pictures. I haven't had an incident where pictures have gotten lost yet. There has been some issues with memory cards getting lost. I mean, those things are tiny. (laughs) Um, We have had that. But once the pictures are uploaded to the computer, that organizational system has seemed to work very well, just making sure that they're creating folders as they upload that are organized now same thing with yearbook avenue we have the same system within yearbook avenue where we create folders within folders and that's it just makes it so much easier when you're adding pictures to spreads Um, one aspect that I want to improve on is the grading because it's a course they get a credit for it I have to you know figuring out how to give them grade give them grades objectively or like fairly when they all are working on different things and different amounts of work because obviously the editors are going to be taking on more work than the staff so how to fairly grade them can be difficult just this so normally or like the past two and a half years i would grade based on how many events they photographed during the marking period Um, completion of spreads, and extra work. And it was just, it was so messy. It was very hard to grade. Finally, this this marking period, the last marking period, I nailed down a portfolio system. So I meet with every individual student three times a marking period. And they have to be keeping track of what they do on a daily basis, what events they're photographing, and they're responsible for nine events a marking period, or three events every three weeks. And it doesn't have to be spread out. Maybe they go to three events in one week and get it all done. Um, so it, you know, some kids work, and that's always an excuse. I have work after school. I can't take pictures, and. Um, they also have to keep track of any extra work they do for me. Because, I mean, there's a lot of little things, like sorting flyers, um, getting those, you haven't bought a yearbook flyers out to everybody. Those come in batches, uh, you know, alphabetical order. They have to sort through those, get them into the homeroom mal- teacher mailboxes, and that's a little bit of extra work. How do you grade that when so-and-so is doing a little bit of extra work and this person's not? Um, so now with the portfolio-based grading system, um, now I include that extra work as part of that portfolio, and you know, are they accompli- Are they making progress on spreads? Um, That's
0: a good idea. Now let's talk about the people. I mean, you mentioned editors. You have you have like a basic uh, uh, organizational editors, staffers. How does that work
1: this year? I do. So I had one main editor, and then the. That was about it this year because I only had one returning person that wanted an editor position and she just kind of naturally moved into that position because she, she, I was preparing her for it last year. None of the other seniors or upperclassmen were interested in leadership roles. Um, So, I did have one other senior that, this was his first year, that really wanted to take on the business manager aspect of it and help with the business ad sales and um, fundraising. He, he tried, it, it wasn't as successful as I would have liked, I did a lot of the work for him, but he did, it was, it was he put in enough effort to, to get some of it done. Okay.
0: How does a student get on the Barker staff? Do they just show up at the door, here, I'm in, or do they have to do something?
1: That, that kind of could be it. I mean, when we do our scheduling in February, so this just happened a month ago, I tell the English teachers to plug the yearbook staff, and then the students can tell their English teacher, sign me up for yearbook. And so whoever wants to be on the staff can be on the staff. I know in the past we've had to have students apply to be on the staff, and I I wasn't getting enough. I wasn't getting enough people on the staff to help. So right now, for next year, there's 23, with only two returners. Oh boy. Yeah, so editor, next year, I have no idea what the editor situation is gonna be like for next year, because my returners are freshmen this year.
0: Note to Scott, we have a lot of work to do. Okay, <laughs> yes. thank you very much for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's cool, okay. Um, and freshmen can get on your staff you're, Now they you're a four can for your four-year high school
1: Yes yeah, so I actually made that change because in the past they would not let freshmen on the staff I'm not quite sure why maybe just not mature enough. I did have two freshmen on the staff this year and they were fine but they were very dedicated like they really wanted to be on the staff. So I think when you have a freshman that's mature enough to you know, have that desire and that passion to want to take photographs and learn journalistic skills, then then they're you know they should be on the staff.
0: We'll get back to more with our friend Maddie Halleck, advisor from Bradford Area High School in Pennsylvania, coming up in just a bit. We're going to get to the nuts and bolts of their big Barker Distribution Day. So stay tuned for that. Maybe get ready to take some notes. Now let's talk about this summer. You got anything to do in mid-July? Maybe you're a really dedicated yearbook advisor. Maybe you're a rookie. Maybe you're a veteran. And you really want to do a better job with your yearbook or you just want to learn more. You want to make it more educational for your students, more rewarding for them and more rewarding for your school. What do you do? Well, you could go online and do some reading up in various places. A lot of folks like to do that. Or you could attend what is, in my mind, undoubtedly, the best advisor yearbook workshop in the country. It's in Orlando this year from July 16 to 19. It's the annual Justin's Advisor University. Hundreds of people attend this every year, including top instructors, some of the top yearbook advisors from across the country who come to teach, but they also come to learn. All sorts of people, and by the way, not just Jostin's people. People from anybody working with any company. It doesn't matter. Justin's Advisor University takes all comers. And after this event, four days, three nights, I can guarantee you're going to go home with a ton load of great ideas to help galvanize your staff and make a much better yearbook it's just that kind of event and of course it's in orlando this year so there'll be lots of fun things i know thrown in probably maybe one or two of the evenings and so on you're gonna have a blast get more information jostens.com slash j a u all the information is there registration uh various uh, things and so on and if you're interested possibly in getting some additional grad credit for yourself Well, through JAU, attending and doing the various things there, you can do just that. You can earn yourself from graduate credit hours. And hey, I don't know a teacher out there that wouldn't love to have more of those, right? you got to go see this event. I have been there myself. It is a terrific event uh, that you will learn so much from. Again, rookies to veterans. Doesn't matter what company you work with. Just check it out. Jostens.com slash JAU. Notice some of the uh, early bird deadlines and registrations and thing there to save some money. But we hope to see you there, it's gonna be a lot of fun, mid-July in Orlando. Now more about distribution day. Let's find out what they do at Bradford High School in Bradford, PA from our friend, Matty Halleck. Now, the main reason we're talking here is about distribution events, which frankly, a lot of schools out there, they don't do anything or what they do is essentially, okay, here's your book, thank you, goodbye, and that's it. Not here at your school. Oh, all right? no. Not by a mile. Now, again, to be fair, you and I work together, and I've been around your school in various ways for 20 years, and I remember Bark, what we call Barker Day mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Let's start a little, maybe a little history lesson. Do you have any idea how far back this goes?
1: I did do a little research. Um, and asked some previous advisors, and I found that it was probably started in the early 1990s. So we've been doing this for a long time. So
0: that would be over 25 years. Yes. 25, maybe upwards of 30 years.
1: It is a tradition that goes back.
0: But it isn't exactly the same. I mean, what I remember from 20 years ago is different from what you're doing now with your group. Uh, apparently it's changed over the years it
1: has yeah it has changed a little bit it's gone a little bit more extravagant um back then i think they would just reveal the theme and do some speeches and then distribute and then throughout the years we've added different elements because technology has made it a little bit easier to do that so now we've added i mean since then they've added the screens with slideshows and then since then we've also added music and entertainment in between speeches.
0: It is quite a show. Why? Why go, again, you're, you're sort of at the far end of the spectrum. You do a lot of stuff compared to some schools that some don't do anything. Why go extravagant was your word? Why, why go that route?
1: Well, one, to keep the tradition going. It's something that the students absolutely look forward to. Like Barker Day is talked about throughout the school year. Um, so it's just it's a very important tradition to the school secondly it's an opportunity for the the yearbook staff to be able to display the pride they have in this creation that they work so hard on and um, you know it's an opportunity for them to get the credit for it too and I think most importantly Money-wise, we sell the most, I mean, not the most books, but we sell 100-plus books on Barker Day because the kids see the book. They get to see the cover and see pictures, and then they get the opportunity right then and there to buy the book.
0: So people show up with money yes. on the last day. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Now, point of reference, when is Barker Day?
1: It's close to the last day of school. Usually it's the day before the last day of school.
0: Okay. So for this year that's I guess what the June fir- 5th. First week of June or it's somewhere around the first week of June. Yes. Depending if the weather over the winter time cooperates and all that fun stuff. Okay. Yes. Um, Now, when do you start organizing Barker Day? When when do all the pieces start coming together?
1: Well, as soon as we turn the book in. (laughs) We really need to start planning. So, because there's music we have to pick out and get burned onto a disc. Speeches have to be written. We have tryouts for the entertainment. So we have four different entertainment um, opportunities throughout the, the show. So, in the past years, like the previous advisor, Dennis had told me he had to ask people to perform and kind of beg and plead, we need you. Now I have so many performing artists that are just dying to get up there to show us what they have. And now I have to actually have them come and try out on a night after school. And I have the the chorus teacher help me, you know, evaluate and pick out who gets to perform on Barker Day so we have to put those tryouts together get the word out that there's that we're having tryouts for the entertainment we do posters word of mouth on the announcements um, and i've already had people coming in today when's tryouts for barker day wow <laughs> um,
0: that takes a lot of guts yeah all right i've attended a number of barker days and i'm a bit incredulous at it now these are students this isn't somebody from outside correct these are all oh, students they're all the students school. yes okay. Um, getting up on stage in front of hundreds and hundreds of people and singing, Yeah. that takes some guts. Or playing their guitar or something, I have a lot of, a lot of uh, admiration for those kids and you're telling me now that you've got people lined up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. Yeah, we have quite a few really talented students, performing artists and singers, um, instrumentals, a variety.
0: All right, now you mentioned speeches. What, what is that? What, what, are, what are the speeches?
1: So for each section of the book, we have a, a, students do a speech and we have a slideshow. So I mean, we go from seniors to the fall, then um, juniors, and then winter, sophomores, or I, I skipped spring in there. So we have that spring section. So basically every section that we have in the book gets a speech and a slideshow with music in the background as the slideshow goes.
0: Now your slideshow is a bit unique. Most folks would just throw one thing up on a big screen and there it is. That's not what you do, what do you do?
1: We actually have three screens and we have the pictures kind of going, not simultaneously on, but we, we make it so they're one at a time, they switch. Um, and you know the way we, we have to, our tech guys are great. They help us set it all up. They get us carts with the projectors and um we just use powerpoint to do it i mean it takes a lot of rehearsal we sit back here at least a few different times Hitting the next button, getting the timers on PowerPoint. Um, we usually we usually can just be able to hit the arrow, the next arrow once, and then the timers take over. Um, sometimes they get off. That's one part that's always nerve wracking, where the pictures don't, the timer messes up, and the pictures don't change at the right time. But if that's the worst thing that can happen on Barker Day, then
0: you're fine. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so in other words, let's say it's sports we have three screens and it's nothing but sports photos
1: exactly yeah
0: now are these photos that are absolutely in the book or are they just photos
1: oh no these are other photos so we have so many photos that don't end up in the book so we really try to pick photos that are not in the book sometimes when we have a really good one that we liked that was in the book we will use it but we do try to include we want the students to see pictures that they're not going to see in the book
0: so. And I would assume of as many different people as you can find.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
0: So we have all the sections of the book. There's one for seniors, I guess. Yep. And there's only seniors. And then you have a juniors and a sophomores and, a, and freshman. a freshman. Yep. So you have one for each of your four classes here. Yep.
1: And they're about three minutes long, about the length of a song.
0: Okay. Who gets to pick the song?
1: We vote on them, and that takes uh, quite a bit of time trying to pick the songs for Barker Show, because of course they have to be school appropriate, even though the staff tries to fight me on that. Um, So trying to find school appropriate songs that the student body is going to love can be tricky.
0: Okay. Now you also, uh, like a lot of high schools, you have a superlatives section. And if I'm correct, you announce the winners during Barker Day. How does that that work?
1: Um, So during the creation of the book, we we do the senior superlatives through a Microsoft Forms. Uh, We give the students a QR code to scan, and then they go on there and they nominate. And then we have to do all the calculations for who wins the superlatives. then, during Barker Day, we reveal the winners. Of course, we've already taken the pictures of them for the book, so the students that have won kind of know they got the superlative. They just don't know which one they won. So they find out on Barker Day which superlative they won.
0: Oh, how does that go over? <laughs> Surprise! I didn't yeah. know I got that one. <laughs> yeah. Is that well, pretty
1: much it? Um, this year, they did. the editor wanted them to have props so I think they might have had a little bit of an idea of what they won, um, but we'll see. I think it, it'll be some surprise. And I, even this, superlatives are one of those touchy subjects that I also tried to nix the superlatives this year, and the staff won me, won me over on, on those. And so we kind of made superlatives that weren't like best dressed. It was more like most likely to be on the cover of a magazine. So I tried to make them a little bit more neutral.
0: Okay. There are probably a good number of advisors listening who have either ditched superlatives or they want to. Yes. Because in too many cases, drama ensues. Mm -hmm. You've had that drama?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> how'd that go? I mean, it, it is what it is. The the they nom they nominate each other, and so it is a lot like a popular popularity contest. And so I mean, as far as I didn't, why didn't I win the superlative? Well, your peers didn't nominate you, so that's pretty easy to take care of that kind of drama. But I just the thing I don't like about superlatives is the whole popularity contest aspect of it. You know, there might be an artist out there instead of like. Um, best artist. There may be an artist that isn't very social, and doesn't get their art out there, so who's to say they aren't the best artist just because they're not popular. That's that's the thing I have with the superlatives. That Could
0: I'm these doing. ever go away sometime?
1: <laughs> well, they might. <laughs> I'm going to try again next year.
0: How much of the students dug in their heels on that one?
1: It was pretty significant. It was enough for me to say, alright, one more year.
0: That's normal, <laughs> by the way, um, and I think a lot of advisors—they're—they're they're nodding their heads as they're listening here. Yeah, I tried to get rid of them too, and the students just threw a fit or something like that.
1: I so. think it's a—I think that's a big reason why students buy books. So that's between the senior quotes and the senior superlatives. They kind—that of, was one of the biggest reasons why I let them have it because they're like, well, these seniors want to buy your book that has superlatives in them.
0: We'll return to our final segment with Maddie Halleck from Bradford High School in Pennsylvania in just a moment on their really cool Barker Distribution Day. By the way, for those of you that can, that should be everybody, check out our yearbooking report video for the month of April. You'll actually get to see Maddie and see some examples of what they do at Barker Day. So if you want to see this stuff, not just hear about it, Go to YouTube, do a search for yearbooking report. Only one thing comes up. Check out our April episode for all the extra details. Now, we mentioned in our last break uh, the chance to get some graduate credit hours for yourself by attending our annual Jostens Advisor University coming up in mid-July in Orlando this year. For Justin's Advisors only, there's another way you can earn some graduate credit hours. Imagine earning graduate credit, doing what you're already doing, essentially, working hard on the yearbook. Well, Jostens has put together an exclusive uh, arrangement with the University of San Diego, of course, California, where through them, you have the opportunity to earn three credit hours by doing your work. Now, come on, who wouldn't like to do that, right? You're already doing that stuff, right? Yes, you can do this. Now, again, this is for Jostin's Advisors only. What you'll have to do is there's some online courses you would have to take this summer. And then from what you learn from those courses, you would need to apply them to your yearbook effort next year, the 2020 yearbook year. Do all that, and you could end up with three graduate credit hours either next summer or next fall, uh, depending if you're a spring book, summer, and if you're a fall book, fall. More information, contact your Johnston's representative. The sign-up for that should be uh, starting shortly, and then you can begin the summer online material on your own, of course. It is a tremendous opportunity. To, my, to our knowledge, it's an exclusive. Nobody else, I don't believe, is offering anything like this. And again, what teacher out there wouldn't love to have some more credit hours? Goodness, everybody would, right? So again, contact your Johnston's representative. Say, hey, get me some details on that. I'm interested and they can share that information with you. Now let's get back to our final segment on Distribution Day with our advisor, Maddie Halleck. All right, so after the show is done, which if you're talking about all the different sections of the book, and then you have your musical acts, I think you said three or four of those, Mm -hmm. so the actual show lasts, how how long would you say that? About two hours. About, no wait, just the, the yearbook part is two hours? Now there are some other, we should mention during your barker day I think I mean, earlier on there are some other things that happen like awards or Oh yeah uh, we
1: have an awards show the underclassmen awards is okay. before that So yeah the stu- yeah this stu- we're basically in the auditorium from first period which starts at 8:12 until fifth period which goes to noon so all morning Ooh, wow. we're we're in the auditorium Wow Yeah
0: So the whole show which everybody really seems to enjoy. And then it's time to hand out the books. Now again, you would think everyone does this the same. They do not. So let's talk about how you folks do it. The show's over, it's time for students to get their books. How do you handle that?
1: Okay, so before the show we have all the tables and books set out in the hallway outside the auditorium. We have like an A through G, H through O, P through Z, and then need to buy a book table. And we have all the books organized, personalized versus non-personalized at each one of those tables. And then we release the seniors first from the auditorium. The seniors come out, get their books. We have a checklist with all of the buyers. As soon as the kid comes to the table, the yearbook staff marks their name off. We'll see, is it a personalized book or not? And then once they hand the book over, they mark the kid's name off that they received their book. Um, And then at the sales table, we keep track of who is a book how they paid
0: okay so the kids come out i mean do they all come out as one big giant group the seniors
1: yeah so first the seniors then once we have that group mostly through call the juniors out and then the sophomores and the freshmen
0: and then they go back in the auditorium
1: yeah auditorium and last year the year before we let them go out onto the football field to sign because then the next step is they they want to sign each other's books so then they spend the rest of the time signing
0: now again first week of june weather outside if it's not raining is usually pretty nice yeah so going out on the football field which is right outside the door Mm -hmm. not not that bad why is signing important why i mean why do that at all
1: again i think that that's like a huge tradition not only here but um in most schools i would say signing is that that thing that the students really look forward to and then i still look back at my yearbooks at what people wrote in my yearbook so i think tradition mostly carries that on and and it's something that just excites them to do okay what kind of goofy inside joke are they going to put in their yearbook this year
0: (laughs) and there are a lot of those (laughs)
1: like
0: what does that mean i have no (laughs) idea so okay um sort of a wrap-up question of sorts because again there are a lot of schools out there they don't have a distribution event It's pretty much the books show up in boxes, we crack them open, okay, here's the day, here's yours, thank you very much, goodbye, and that's it. From your perspective, why is doing a distribution event so important? Why should everybody do this?
1: Well, your staff spent six months plus creating this book. Um, This is the moment for them to just really feel the pride in that work. I mean, compared to any other class, the yearbook is something you can hold in your hand. It's tangible, and hundreds of people are going to appreciate it and look back on it. Hundred, maybe a hundred. I mean, this is our hundredth edition, and we're looking at the 1919 yearbook. And you know, I think that's something that our you know you need to give your staff that opportunity to stand in front of their school, their student body, and say, "I made this." Um, and then, of course, the sales that you can do, that you can get on a distribution day. Uh, when the students, they, they see the book, they're more likely. It's, I think one of the reasons why students wait until the last minute to buy the book is because they don't know what they're buying. And they know it's a yearbook, but they don't know what it looks like. They don't know what the pictures are. So when the students see the cover, they see the theme, they're looking at their friend's book, I think they're more likely to buy on Barker Day.
0: All right, let's follow that up a little bit because, again, everybody does this a little differently. During the year, do you somehow show off things that are in the book, either pictures or page layouts or the cover, or do we keep that all shh until Barker Day? How do you handle that? This
1: year, we've kept it hushed. Last year, we did reveal some things very inadvertently. So we did, like, a display out in the hall outside my room that was... um, it was with the theme of the book, because last year's theme was The Adventure Is Yours. And what we did was ask every senior in the school where they were planning on going to college. And we had their portrait, their senior portrait, and then where they wanted to go. And then on the background of our pages, we had like a map, an old world map. And so we put the, their senior portrait on top of that background layout. And then like um, something about w- your adventure as a title for the for the um, bulletin board, and so we we kind of like did little hints. That we also had the red pin on Instagram posts and talking about like adventures. So we hinted at our themes. We didn't give away much more than that. This year, we haven't really given away anything. Why? Well, this year is the 100th year, that the 100th Barker yearbook. It hasn't always been, the, been called the Barker, but this is the 100th book that's been produced for Bradford High School. And so our theme is really revolving around that. Um, and we've just, we kind of really want it to be just this huge reveal on the last day of school or the, on Barker Day of, you know, th- this is the 100th book. You know, we don't, we didn't wanna give that away.
0: Okay. Now, <clears throat> you are young. You're gonna be doing this another 20 years,
1: right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
0: Bless your heart, thank
1: you.
0: <laughs> Makes the rep's job a lot easier, okay.
1: What? Put
0: your Put your wish cap on or something like that. What are some things you'd like to do with this book? You said you've been advisor just for three years now. Looking to the future, what are some things you'd either love to do or, I don't know, pie in the sky stuff with technology and so on? I'm assuming you've probably thought of that or your kids maybe have talked about it. What are some things you'd love to do?
1: As an advisor, what would I love to do? Hmm. I haven't thought about this. I, oh. (laughs) Like wish list?
0: Yeah, wish list. Or if you could do some things differently. Now, you mentioned superlatives. Mm, Okay. Yeah. What are some things you... If, if it were up to you, you would do differently.
1: Um, well, this back room actually you would, th- so this is a separate room from my classroom. And my classroom's right on the other side of this wall. But I would actually want to take this wall down and get like a little lab back here with just like more, com- more desktops. I okay. feel like this room has separated us a little bit because uh-huh. I get students working out in my classroom on laptops and then a group of them working back here because there's only six desktops back here. I really feel like your book is like a family and when we're split like that, it kind of creates this rift in the family. you know what I mean It's like oh there's kids back there working and we're, we are stuck out here or when they get mad at each other it's like they take timeouts <laughs> and separate themselves from each other and I feel like if we had more of a like computer lab type of situation, we'd be working together more. So I feel like this room I would I wouldn't I'd want a different room to, to work in. Even though this has been the yearbook room for so long. Long time. Yeah. Um, as far as like since I was an editor, the software has come a long way. I mean when I was editor, we didn't turn our book in online. We had I mean we had InDesign and we we had to turn it in through InDesign okay. software.
0: Which some folks still do.
1: And I feel like Yearbook Avenue is so so easy. I, I, don't, I wanna say easier than what it was with InDesign. Um, and I feel like there are some things with like the software that uh, maybe could be improved, but it's really nice having the online version of Yearbook Avenue.
0: And before we started, I said, wait about a year, here it comes. Now, for any Jostins person listening, you probably know what we're talking about. <laughs> Wait a year. Here it comes. We're going to leave you in suspense. <laughs> right? Here we go. Well, Maddie, we appreciate you taking some time today. This is final deadline time, right around now for you.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: actually glad this is a half day because I think we'd have kids bouncing off the walls back here. Yeah. And you're not quite done yet.
1: <laughs> no. You're
0: gonna be done like tomorrow, right?
1: Yeah, maybe Monday. It's a weekend, <laughs> <laughs> Scott. <laughs>
0: uh, let me take my rep hat back oh, up. <laughs> oh, Maddie, again, we really appreciate you taking time, and thank you very much. Thank you. A big thank you again to Maddie Halleck from Bradford High School in Pennsylvania. Their Barker Day is fabulous. It is, again, a day that everybody looks forward to. It's not just handing out the books. It is a celebration of their entire school year, much deserved. And for the hard work that the Barker staff does there, it's a great day for them to show off to say, hey, look what we did. We did this. Something that people are going to keep for the rest of their lives. So again, thanks to Maddie, and hopefully you took some notes. Now, if you're depending on when you're listening to this, maybe it's not too late to do something for this year yet at your school. If it is somehow too late, well, next year. See what you can do to make your distribution day a distribution event that is going to be remembered probably for a long, long time. Thanks again, folks, for listening to the Yearbooking Report Podcast.